Hey, welcome to the Runaways <laughs> Podcast. My name is Cody. Today I am joined with Fino, Connor, and Dan. We're going to be talking about what happened in RTN last week. We're also going to talk about everyone's favorite thing, the tier list. So we're going to do a tier list this week on basically what we think is the best decks going into Pro Tour. Uh, now that we have a couple of pieces of information. Uh, let's also start off by talking about what actually happened this past week. Uh, Dan, you and I went to the same Artians, you know, as is tradition mm -hmm. uh, for our area. Um, so I'll start with you. I think you didn't have your favorite weekend. I think you've ever had, uh, even though your results were good enough. Um, yep. But if you want to talk a little bit about how your weekend went. Yeah, I'll do a quick story time. Um, pretty mixed feelings on the weekend. Um, let me see. So first, Michael Fang stayed with me. Uh, I hosted him so we could carpool to um, the Pennsylvania event because he doesn't have a car. Um, so that was super cool. Had a great time bonding and hanging out with him. Good friend. Great player. Um, so good start there. Um, so first we played a, a draft RTN, which I was very excited about. It's my only one for the season. Um, I lost three games at that event. One to Cody. I lost to Michael Fang twice. And in all three of those games, I got the game state to like deterministic more than 80%. I win the game on the spot. Just can't miss this discard. And in all three of those, I missed and it was very frustrated. Um, I did identify like a lot of unlucky, uh, like learning opportunities from like the drafting process. Uh, I think my decks were like good enough, but I had a, a ton of good takeaways in that regard. But like my games were just so unsatisfying. Like I had to work so hard for the games I did win and like pitch stack and like use every single card in my deck to win. And then the games where it went well, I just missed this like 80, 90% or and lost on the spot. Um, so that was an interesting day. I made top eight and then I lost to Michael on missing a wild ride with two sixes in hand. It happens. Um, it's a rough it start there. Multiple times that day, that exact yeah. scenario. No, I think on bear fangs and wild rides, like I'm not exaggerating. I believe I missed six out of seven. Um, and like only one of them was off the top. Every other time I had at least one six in hand. Like it, it was so ridiculous. Um, but that's fine. Whatever. I'll, I'll keep playing Bruda draft, I guess. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I'm kind of, kind of scarred. Um, but no, I think that the flesh and blood gods were just like angry at me for playing alpha clash and for being excited about star wars unlimited because the next day um i played dromai um with cody uh was excited playing this new deck had like two three days of practice like i do for some reason love being unprepared it seems um and i get there talking to cody in the beginning like unprompted i didn't like see any vincets but i said like man i really hope i don't, I don't play against vincet today because being on the other side now that's like secretly a good matchup for vincet and then two of my first three rounds i play against vincet um, I did get lucky and win those, but the round in between the Vincets was again Michael Fang, but he's playing KO that's like fully teched for Dromai, so I just get rolled. Um, that day I played two Rune Blades, and I had five rounds of Brutes, and I brought Dromai. It's like, I don't understand. Why, why is this happening? But I made top eight. It was the first time my brother Mike and I top eight at the same event, so that was super cool. Um, that's I got my invite. Um, I lost in the semifinals. Um, really tight game. It was like such a long grindy game. I, of course, died because they played their last endless Mullen deck for nine. I was at four health and my hand could block five. I drew the two no block tomes in my deck and the game ended when he was at one and I had like two uh, 
to burn them all on board. Um, regardless, I think he like outplayed me quite a bit. Shout out to Will. Uh, he crushed it. Um, I think he played better. He had some bad luck. He deserved to win that game. But just the fact that I lost to like drawing the two no blocks that had to happen to be clumped at the bottom of my deck is just like I don't understand. That weekend was so ridiculous. But I'm, I'm excited to to try again this weekend. See if but I can you, win one. You got your invite. That's the important. I got my invite. Job's done. Whatever. You're safe. Yep. Yep. There was a lot to deal with though. Fino, on the other hand, had a pretty good weekend. You got uh, what your first? Is it your first LL points? <laughs> first because, LL point ever. Because uh, no split, just actually play out for first time. Yeah. I think ever. <laughs> uh, no, no more uh, invites with XP. I have to actually give a shit about my Elo now. So uh, no more scooper troopers. No more splits. Villain arc. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your weekend? Uh, I played Okay. Uh, so I went to two RTNs. I played, uh, the first one was CC. I played Dromai. I win 8-0 at that one. I have a deck profile going up. I imagine by the time this video is live, the deck profile will be live. So if you guys want to check out the deck itself, uh, just check out my YouTube channel for that. I played against predominantly Warrior, Guardian, and uh, Mirrors. Um, there was a lot of Brutes in the room, and I just happened to avoid them. But then they also lost to the other Dromais in the room. So uh, I wasn't trying to avoid them. It just happened. That's how Jem kind of paired it. Uh, deck performed pretty solidly. I was very happy with the deck. It was just solid, just good Dromai stuff. Nothing nothing too crazy. Uh, then I went to a draft RTN and had a similar experience to last week. If you guys uh, watched the pod last week, we are just like cursed shit happened in the first pod where I'm like, I don't know what I was supposed to do about this. Um, <clears throat> I was downwind from two people that hard forced a warrior from their first picks in their packs. So I moved into brute. Then both of them pivoted into other heroes. One of them pivoted into a different hero pack two. He was warrior all through pack one, then moved to guardian pack two. I was like, what? Um, and the other guy pivoted heroes twice. I'm just like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with these kind of signals. Uh, I tried, just like, I can't trust these signals, put my head down and draft Brute. But of course, that ended up being the four split in the pod. Unlucky, whatever. Um, I could have chosen to be Guardian instead. Uh, I could have been the Guardian seat. But I I was already kind of between Warrior Brute, so I didn't know how to navigate from, like, there to that. Um, also, it's the, the risky thing where everyone in the pod was the Guardian seat. So if everyone picked up on the same signal and switched at the same time, all of us have cursed decks. So it's just a gamble either way. It was just a, what are you, you going to do with that? Um, so I went 1-2 in that pod, then 3-0 the second one. But I can't, you can't go uh, two losses in the first pod and make top eight. You, you have to go at least 2-1 in the first pod. So it is what it is. Okay. But you got to gotta win. We need to... Got my invite. Uh, hopefully not have cursed draft pods moving forward. Uh, we got your invite. Got your win. Can't say uh, much better than that. And Connor, how did uh, your weekend go? I don't think I got a chance to actually talk to you about this at all. It was good. I played a uh, CC RTN, played some Azalea. I lost in top four to Olivia, um, but I played the deck. I think I went 4-0 in Swiss, then stooped the last round. Um, and then I beat a Max in top eight when they made a suit on like literally turn three. Um, I was terrified, but I was able to just like, I had like multiple double frailty turns 
And so his suit just like only came in for four or whatever, um, which was really clutch. Oh, but, I never even thought of that. That's, mm, that's tough. That thing's a weapon and an <laughs> item and armor or whatever. So anything that Jeez. is good against any of those things, it's like it works against the suit. Or, um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed playing Azalea. She was fun. Um, that was like my first paper event with Azalea. And whenever I like touch the top of my deck a lot, I'm so afraid I'm going to go back into dash IO mode and just like peek at the top card. Like I'm just like opting, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I wonder what's on top. Oh, let me look. Like I've almost done that playing regular dash, <laughs> and then Azalea like opens me back up to it, just like the, your crossbone or cross wrapping every turn, everything. And uh, so I'm definitely, I know I'm going to space and get like a GRV, and I'm just going to be like, I don't know why. I don't know why I looked. I just <laughs> thought I didn't thought I had to or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I really liked it. Um, had a weekend. CC meta seemed really fun. A lot of people playing different stuff. People able to do well with a lot of different stuff. So very, very good weekend. Happy, happy with how it went. So got your invite. Yep, invite secured. I got it last week with You're Dash. Right? All right, but oh okay. The girl, so the home, second like, invite. Yeah, homegirl always takes care of me. You know, always tied to my invite with Dash, <laughs> and then I can play other fake heroes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I so had, we're all good. We all got invites now. We all got mm-hmm. invites. We're all in. Uh, we don't have to depend on oh, go these shenanigans. I think I had the opposite uh, run as Dan uh, this weekend. We were at the same events. Uh, we were at Gilded Raven on Saturday. Uh, it was a draft RTN. Uh, I no it's no surprise to anyone. I drafted Warrior uh, in Pod One, and it was the correct choice to draft Warrior in Pod One. Uh, the guy next to me was playing to win. And I respected that because he passed me a blade flurry on like pack three. He didn't, he didn't rare draft it. And I was like, Oh, you are a gentleman and a scholar. I respect everything about you. And, uh, so I just, you know, I was already in the warrior seat. So that one, that, that draft felt good. Three Oh, everything's good. Go in the next draft. I drafted warrior again. Cause I do that. Uh, I should not have drafted warrior. It was just like two people. It was like two people, one space, me, the other two people were warrior. So they're just all passing into me. I got kind of paid off in like pack two coming the opposite direction because there was enough space there. Obviously, I should not have been warrior there, but I just drafted warrior anyway. Uh, I three owed still mainly because I'm just I have like hundreds of games, I have over 100 games of limited warrior play. And which is like the main reason I don't think warrior is any better than like the other two decks to draft. I just simply have like over 100 games of limited play playing warrior. So I know that even with like a mediocre deck, I will uh, play those games at like a, a near perfect level. Um, and I'm very confident in my decisions because I've seen all of those spots multiple times. Uh, and then we went to top eight. I drafted warrior again. Uh, and <laughs> Fang was passing. Big surprise. Big surprise. Big surprise. Uh, <laughs> Fang was passing into me again. I should not have been warrior. I'm just going to point that out. Fang was passing into me. Apparently he claims he signaled so that he took a warrior common out of the pack. I, do not remember that seeing that I looked through and I see two warrior commons. They're not foil. This is the, what my memory says. The memory could be wrong, but this is what the memory says. And I go, Oh, I take this one. I pass. And I was pretty sure I was making the guy next to me warrior because I kept passing him like a viable warrior card. Right. And this was like f- for five picks. This is how it went. And then on, on like pick six, there are no warrior cards in the pack at all. But that's not a signal. It's like pick six at this point. Five or, you know, five or six, there's no warrior cards. It's like, okay, someone down there is a warrior, right? Not a big deal. I, at the end of the draft, didn't know Michael Fang was warrior. I looked at him like, how's your brute deck? And he's like, I'm warrior. And I was like, how are you warrior? I thought 
I thought he was Warrior. It felt like a, it was like a couple seats away, Warrior. And then the guy next to me was Warrior, like, because I passed him Warrior stuff, right? Uh, no idea how that happened. I would love to go back, but I was like so tired at that point that I think I was just on autopilot. I remember searching the packs and seeing two Warrior cards and being like, ah, it must be open and like moving in. Um, it ended up being a uh, thing of myself in the finals. So I ended up like, I think, 8 0 at one point. Uh, play Fang, his deck's just like significantly better than mine, obviously, because he's passing into me and I'm between two people who are warrior. Uh, he has like raise an army. He has, he has like shift. <laughs> he just like blows me out. The game's not even close, uh, but uh, it was all good. So Fang ended up taking that one down. Uh, the next day we were at the portal um, and uh, they were actually featured in the article. Uh, that was a CC event. I played Dromai as well. I ended up going uh, 5-0 with Dromai in CC. Uh, I play, I play two warriors. Those are whatever. And then I play a prism. That game was really tight, uh, very very uh, mechanical for like the first like five. Uh, very very, it's a very very technical play, and you have to get like every little inch of value you can to try and overcome like their, their real power in the first like five rounds. Um, and then I play two levias and beat both of them, including uh, Will, who ended up winning the event. Um, uh, and I, I think the Levia match is okay. Like, I, I don't mind playing that. I, I enjoy playing it because I played a bunch of Levia games. I played on the, both sides at this point, so it feels fun to me. Um, go, I, I play my top eight game against a victor, uh, and it's very embarrassing. I play that game like an absolute donkey. I, at the end of the game, I was just, I was completely embarrassed about how many triggers I missed, how, how much stuff, like, let them burn them all resolve, like, without, like, using it. And uh, there was, like, a whole bunch of mistakes that I made in that game. And like, I apologize to my opponent afterwards. That was very, very sloppy, but it, it's drum my versus Victor. So it just drum my wins. Um, inevit like inevitability. Uh, and then I eventually, I play Prism again, and then I play my finals against, uh, William. And at this point he's played a bunch of drum that day. And he was like super locked in on how to play that matchup. Uh, unfortunately I hadn't adjusted a little bit to how he had, he had played to it. I got a little bit of bad variance there and ended up, you know, dropping that game, but he played super well. Like, so I can't really complain. Again, I was like exhausted again at the end of the day. And it was like, I'm not ever really that tired at the end of RTN events. And Dan, you and I were talked about this. We were just like, yeah, it was like the worst I felt after an event. Same. I don't know if we were like out of practice or something. Cause it's been so long, but like, I was just, I was just sh yeah. completely burned out. <laughs> that was my main takeaway. It was like a big wake up call. Like, I know why I was so tired. I like had this annoying cold for two weeks. Like I couldn't do my normal, um, like, uh, prep like I haven't been exercising because I've been sick and I haven't been sleeping well because I've been sick um and then I drank coffee that morning because my dog woke me up at like 6 a.m um and I don't drink coffee like ever so when I crashed I needed to drink more coffee and I forgot to so I was just like I had nothing in me I needed I don't know it was rough I know I'm on the I'm not go to bed early train this whole week because yeah. I was just I was just, I it felt like I had it was like day three of an event or something I and I had played yeah. for 12 hours a day um I don't know if it was just new decks, but I shouldn't have got that tired from draft either. Um, and I was like completely zoned out. But so I ended up going like 15 and two on the weekend and both of my losses were in the finals. So I guess that's uh, on brand, right? Just lose, lose in finals. Um, so we don't win. Uh, things. <laughs> uh, yeah, but overall, great weekend. Everyone qualified. Get to go play RTNs <coughs> again this weekend. I have two CC ones. I think every, most people have their CC ones this weekend. I actually just want to jump to a point that you made a minute ago when you were talking about, like, you've played, like, 100 games of Warrior or whatever in the format. Um, I actually think that this format, the game, like, there, there's, like, a certain level of, like, how much the draft matters to how much the games matter of, like, 
your your skill expression in the game versus how good the deck is that you drafted in in the different formats. And I feel like you get more equity in this format for really tight play comparatively to how good your deck is compared to previous draft formats. If if that makes sense, it's kind of wordy how I phrased it, but like. There's so many little things going on in the games and tiny edges that you can find that it like really rewards you for being tuned into the format, I've noticed. Yeah, I agree. I think the the gameplay is just as important as the draft, and I, I've had plenty of decks that were just middling decks, but if you play them perfectly, you know exactly what your outs are. Um, I mean, Dan, I know you, you've had this all weekend as well. You're like, I need to set exactly this up, and I win. Yep. And Blue and red pack hunt, always, always pitch it. <laughs> And like being able to do that consistently and confidently with, you know, heroes that you draft is just, I think it makes the experience a lot better. Uh, it makes it easier to win. Okay. So let's jump over to what actually won, uh, since the only person here who won was, uh, Fino. So he has one of these tallies is him. Um, but let's see. Uh, so this was a completely like kind of a 180 from. Uh, RTN2, the unfortunate thing about these stats, or the things that we read off, are that we do not have play numbers. So we don't know how many people brought these decks to their RTNs. And without that, these stats are kind of worthless. Like, they don't really mean anything. We don't know if, like, half of the people who went to RTNs, for example, brought Victor. I don't think that's accurate, but we have no idea, right? We don't know if it was a 20% of all people brought Victor, and then Victor got 10 wins. Just like we don't know if the Kano numbers dropped from last week. Were there less people playing Kano? Were there more people playing Kano and Kano did worse? We, d we don't have any of those stats, so we kind of have to take this a little bit with a grain of salt, but uh, the number one winning hero for the week was Victor. Victor came in with 10 wins across the weekend. This is like, this is the new Azuri in my mind. If they're like, if you remember like RTN or ProQuest season, like Azuri was the deck that like a lot of people kind of brought. It was like that, that middling deck um, a, a lot of players brought and it would have some pretty good results. And this feels the same way. I don't see a lot of like professional players bringing Victor, uh, but I see a lot of like the regulars bringing, you know, Victor and loving it. And I understand. I think Victor's super fun. But what do we think about Victor just kind of sweeping this week? I think he's just very popular, like you yeah. said. And like the deck's pretty powerful. Like if you hit your clashes, oh, yeah. it's like it's one of the best decks. If you hit every clash, like it's insane. The valley's off the charts. So it makes sense. I think something really powerful at like a local qualifier level is playing the deck that just asks your opponent a tough question at deck construction beginning of the game before we've done anything. Can you overcome the base of what I'm doing? Like Azuri, another great example of that. Like, hey, I'm going to fatigue you if you don't have a plan for what I'm doing. If, if you just play your hands into me, that's not going to be good enough. You, you can't just brain dead play your whole hand every single turn. You will lose the game by doing that. You have to have more forethought prior to this game about this game. And I think Victor is a deck that uh, does that as well. Um, and I, I think decks like that are really good at this level because you're going to have a lot of opponents that haven't thought that far ahead. They're just like really excited to play their new Kasai deck. They're like, man, I saw this battle hardened list. It looks really fun. I just threw this together. I don't have a plan for this matchup yet. Now, bad example there, because like I imagine Kasai kind of beats up on that, but just you're, you're going to have a lot of people that are just like slamming cards. So just playing the deck that just punishes people for slamming is a good place to be. I, I think it is a powerful deck, though. Yeah, I agree. I think it's fun to play. 
as well. Yeah, I think Victor's very good. I man, resolving test of strength, top ten feeling in any TCG. You're like, oh, block three and draw, or block four and draw a card. Those are my two favorite things. How how do I do both? Um, I do think Victor's really good. It's it's definitely one of those decks that you play a long game. You give yourself a long time to be able to express your skill edge. If you're going to pick up Victor, I'm sure you've done a lot of blocking in your life. You're probably very skilled at blocking. Um, and if your opponent, like, and, and honestly, like, the format right now doesn't really present too many fatigue-based uh, decks. Uh, Bravo can fatigue you, but he can also get aggressive, so you have to have these more defensive tools and everything, where Victor kind of is just a blocking. He can throw big numbers to pre- punish, like, pressure your life if you're trying to set up, do all that good stuff. But he, he is really just a blocking value deck. And there's not really another deck in the format like that. So people like people probably didn't have remembrance or any of that kind of like anti-fatigue tech or even wasted slots on the fatigue plan. So I think it, it caught the format in an interesting interesting angle, which is definitely I, I that's what my favorite thing about these are like multi-week uh, formats of like having a month long of RTNs. We get to see the churn week to week to week, and Twitter uh, came out on top this week. So yeah. Uh, next, I think we have the rightful spot. KO finally being played a little bit more, uh, get nine wins here. I don't. We don't have to go super deep. We know KO is a great deck. Um, it's just like people are actually Google starting smash. to play it again. Yeah, it's good. People entered their hero correctly. Yep. Uh, That's that. I think also falls under the ask your opponent a question at the beginning, like, "Hey, can you overcome the best aggro deck in the format?" Yep. It, it's asking yeah, a simple this is question. Default. If you don't want to play, just play this deck. It's been proven. It's immediately obvious. It's good. Makes sense. The next one is a little bit confusing. It's Bolton with eight wins. All of a sudden, people felt disrespected from last week uh, with Bolton showing, and they decided to show up with Bolton. We have no idea. Like, it could it literally could have been eight people. Only eight people showed up with Bolton. They all won. We don't, we don't know that. Uh, we don't know how many actually showed up with Bolton. But I think Bolton at eight wins is a bit surprising in the meta, personally. Um, but I would be curious to see how, what, how the runs went. You know, how many people actually brought Bolton. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that he kind of fell off the face of the earth after um, the realm. I-, I thought he was a really strong deck going into that event, performed well, and then just everyone seemed to forget about him. Uh, it-, it could just be people are playing with their shiny new toys. Maybe. Uh, also, maybe like maybe Kasai went down in value, and someone wanted to play the other warrior because the other warrior has slightly better matches. Because like Bolton's not great into Kasai. And Bolton's not great into Dromai. Um, it, you know, has some dog matches, so. Don't know. But they showed up, and they did well. Uh, Bravo at seven. That's more than I would expect Bravo to get, but Bravo is always one, one. Yeah. I don't know. It's Bravo. It, it, yeah. It'll always be there. He's People are going to play it. He's an honest, hardworking man, all right? He can, he can earn yeah. some victories. Swinging that hammer all day, he's all right. Yeah. He's fine. The deck is just a fine deck. Uh, then we got Dromai, uh, seven as well. One of those is Fino. Um, one of them was always Deck's still good. Yeah, deck's fine. Deck's good. No issue with, with Dromai. Uh, big Dragon Dromai. Gotta clarify. Um, next is Levia. Levia showed up. Seven. Seven wins. I know Ethan's going to freak out a bunch about, yep. about that. I don't think that's ever close. It makes sense. Close. It's about time. It makes sense. Levia's great. Levia's a great yep. deck. People are probably just trying to figure it out for a bit. Just like, yep. And it's it's risky. It feels risky. <clears throat> it's a great 
it's a great second week deck to bring if you've already qualified. Because unlike even if you get bad, like you're not like trusting everything to terrible variants, but like because Levia can implode sometimes a lot less than it used to. But I think it's a great like, oh, I've already qualified. Let me bring Levia and actually give it a shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if the goal is winning and not just helping, I think Levi is great. Because if you run hot, like you're just going to run everyone over. <laughs> this is so much more damage. And the deck is really hard to play too. It's like a tricky deck, and if you mess up, it just like blows up in your hands. And so now that people are into like week three, week four of playing with like the heavy hitters versions, I think that that probably helps a lot too. People are up to like 50, 60 games they've played with it and have their reps and are ready to roll. Yep. And we have a block of five wins each. We have Azalea. Hey, she showed up. She did something. Uh, we have Kano, Kasai. It's the exact same from last week. Katsu, Reinar. That's that's not bad. That's a nice little spread right there. Obviously, Kano much lower than last week. We don't know if people weren't playing Kano this week or if they all got stopped. Uh, that, nope, we're saved from the Kano menace. Nope, we're just saved from the Kano menace. Oh, oh, that's what that means. It's, it's just it's Kano's just gone. over. It's just gone. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, take all your take all your doll root. Take it <laughs> everything <all. laughs> back out. You don't need it anymore. Instead, <laughs> apparently, you know, I don't know. This block makes sense. I think the Kano thing is. If you're trying to draw that Kano is not a problem because of what happened this week, I think you are lacking a bunch of information that would be necessary to know if that's true or not. Um, we can't make any real calls there. I think Reinar is impressive that he showed up with five. Brutes did really good this week. Uh, and then down here in, in the, the Piddly ones, we had Dash and Prism at three. Prism got three again. Makes sense. Not super well played, but... I highly played, but the deck can be good when it is. And then it, a bunch of all the other heroes got got ones. So that is pretty diverse, right? Uh, I think it might be the, like one of the most diverse mm-hmm. ProQuest Road to Nats we've ever had, if not the most, which is exciting. You can, at a, at, a, at a local level, you can bring whatever you want and your shots of winning are as good as you are. That's kind of yeah. how it feels. I think that's good for the like the average player. Like It's great for the average player. Play the deck it's that a, makes you happy. Exactly. I agree. Is, uh, most of our complaints come from being competitive players, but for the most part, the game needs to not, you know, cater to us. It needs to cater to most of the players. We're still allowed to complain about the things, but we do realize as well that this is very, very good for most players of the game, and we're all very happy about that. I don't think anyone's, you know, that upset. We're just talking about, you know, big tournaments that we're going to and and what it would be. So, anything else on this week? Meta, RTNs. Before we move on, I think it, I think this might be the by far the worst Fi's ever done at RTN's or yeah. Quest. Like he's usually like a top three hero, and I think he was in the one category based on what you said. Yeah, I think that's wild. Yeah, Ko Ko just took his place. Yeah, Fi can't Fi. Nope. Okay, is I there think anything next... else there that's not there that we're not. Is there anything else that's not there that we're surprised by? No, not really. This all makes sense to me at an RTN level. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next, let's do the thing that everyone wants. We're going to actually do a tier list. Okay, let's do everyone's favorite thing, which is a tier list. So this tier list is going to be for the meta that we think uh, Pro Tour is going to be, uh, what we think is going to be strong at Pro Tour. Uh, we have a couple of weeks to go through this, uh, a couple of weeks of data and uh, to try and use and make a tier list versus, you know, the last one that Runaways has made. Uh, we do have a couple of different, I would say, levels for decks. 
on this tier list than most of the other ones. We have S tier. Everyone knows what S tier is. You don't have to go through that one. Next, we have competitive. These are decks that are not in S tier. Preferably, there should only be one or two decks in S tier at all uh, in a format. Um, and then competitive decks are the decks right below that. They can compete with some S tier decks. They compete with other uh, decks that are in the same tier. These are ones that you expect a lot of people to be playing at Pro Tour. Step below that is going to be Can Spike. These decks typically have maybe a lot of 50-50 matchups, maybe a lot of 60-40 matchups. Uh, maybe they have a couple of good ones and a couple of bad ones. They're decks that if they get, if the person who's playing it gets a little lucky during, during the event, they can definitely win the event. Uh, below that, we're going to have Jim Luck. Jim Luck, these are decks that are good against certain matchups, but they got to avoid all their bad ones in order to have an, a real run. Uh, and then lastes don't play. These are ones, just don't bring these decks to Pro Tour. Some people will, but you really shouldn't. Um, and this is just kind of, you know, where we're going to go from here. Obviously, we can adjust as things move along because we haven't really talked about any of these opinions with each other uh, before. So it should be pretty interesting. But if we're going to go ahead and kick it off, I think we can kick this off uh, with something that's very obvious. Let's go ahead and grab KO here and just move him to S, right? You're just going to. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't think and there's. And Bravo and don't play, of course. Of course. Of course. It's just. Uh... Move Bravo to don't play. Okay, perfect. Uh, so, obviously, KO is the best deck um, in the game right now. It, it's the best aggro deck by far. It, does anyone? Dis no one disagrees with this, right? Nope. It's not as egregiously good uh, compared to some of the previous S tier decks that we've had in the past, like Lexi, Chain, uh, Starvo. So, if you were to tell me that you didn't think that we had an S tier level deck this format and everything was just like equivalent A tier. I wouldn't say you're crazy, but for sake of us doing our tier list, definitely it's the it's the head and shoulders above what other people are doing type of deck. Yeah, I mean it has some bad matchups, but it can win every single one of those um, across the board. I think most of its matchups are pretty strong. Okay, so let's do a tough one, and these can obviously be moved around whenever we want. But Azalea, a lot of people had Azalea here at the beginning of the season. I don't think that is that cannot be accurate anymore. I'm definitely never going to put this in S tier. I don't think people disagree with this. It hasn't shown up. It hasn't done that much in actual testing. The deck is good, but it has some problems. So where are we? Where are we thinking this? I think she is competitive and can spike, but I think she is like the most consistent deck at spiking. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, so I would put it at, like towards the top of competitive. Top of uh, top of spike or. Below, I think, I think bottom she's competitive. of competitive. Okay, I can yeah, go with that she, for now. She spikes too consistently to not be, if that makes sense. And she beats KO. <clears throat> yep, can be KO. She's, Obviously, if KO you want like an all-in offensive deck, like she is, what you're looking at. And I she's think that's just fair. a deck doing unfair things. She's yep. inherently doing very powerful things. Just sometimes consistency issues and sometimes bad matchups, but for the most part, it's just a very powerful deck. Yep, agreed. I'd love to put Chain in this list, but that does not exist. So uh, we will I think that goes to the don't play. <laughs> don't, 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 don't play. Don't play. Don't uh, <laughs> play. You, okay. you will not. Your event won't go well if you decide to submit him. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay. Next is going to be Katsu, and I have I have I have a pretty good feeling he should, he's in the can spike. Yeah, he's like my top spike. I think. Yep. This deck is not bad I by any means. It. This, but this deck does need to see some fortunate matchups, uh, I think. Uh, it, you know, for example, this is not great for it. Yep. 
Uh, this it also needs some like fortunate things okay to like it. line up in games. Yeah, need to draw like, seven strike. Yep. Or like, oh, that my my things profitably lined up into how they wanted mm -hmm. to block, and I got them with their pants down on a turn, and now we go crazy, and I got my funny turn. But like, if everything lines up poorly, and you just keep getting around stuffed, you just can't get anything, any momentum going, and you just bleed out and die. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a controversial take here. Oh, I missed story, but I'm gonna go to uh, Arachne next. I'm gonna put this in gym luck. I think this is the best oh, yeah. Arachne has ever been in the game. It has matchups that are very strong, that it's very favored into. However, it's a bad matchups are real, real bad. Like if you sat down and all you played against were like, you know, your 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 other aggro decks and Azalea and <laughs> like sometimes even like the Guardian matchup isn't even nearly as bad as as people think it is. It could be fine, but if you see Kano. If you see um, Dromai, you just like auto lose. They're just zero percenters. Um, so I think this is this is a gem luck deck. I, I, I could also be convinced to say just don't play this deck as well. I think at Pro Tour, you kind of have to. Yeah, I agree. I think at Pro Tour level, if this was for RTNs, I would put it yep. here. But um, I'm just going to remove this. This bothers me. Yeah, um, probably slightly <laughs> better than Bravo. Probably slightly better. You also get like a bit of your equity as Arachne into uh, people not knowing how to properly play into you or you not blocking properly, like maybe over respecting your contract mill or not respecting it when they should. And just like they're just not playing properly into you because they don't know what matters. And like you're going to get less of that in a, a highly competitive field. In, in that his new attack react from the heavy hitters is kind of sick too. And I'm sure people really haven't played against that card. Like how many Arachnes do you bump into? Not many of them have been in the last like couple weeks or whatever. So that one you can definitely catch people with. Yep. Uh, but I think at a pro tour level, you should not be bringing a wreck. Um, okay. Next. Let's do love. Are, are we skipping Dory again? You are skipping Dory again. I, I need it to flesh out a little <laughs> more. I'm not, I'm not sure where she goes yet. For I Dawn think she's Blade. just Katsu at home, right? She's ever talking like, she Dawn Dory. like that. I just put it lower spike personally. Yeah, I agree with that. We will put her. At I, I, I think, I, I think Levia is a Ken Spike because you need some variance to go your way. No, Levia is competitive. No. I think she's. Higher. I think she's power level competitive and even sometimes power level S. But just like Ethan always talks about that, you just start every tournament X two. Like no, you 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 just can't beat your variance in a couple of your games. But like I mean, it's kind of like Azalea too. Sure, I, Azalea. I think, I, I think Levi is. Easily competitive if you have, um, if you're brave enough to play her, right? I mean, it does, it can play into KO. Yeah, like her, her range is it can up to play, S tier for sure. It can play into Azalea, right? It definitely can beat these two. Yep. That feels like a. Not going to dispute his power level. Not going to dispute his power level. It's one of the strongest decks in the game. Yep. It's just, I, I think if you want to like roll the dice a little bit, like Levi's. Maybe just the best deck when things are going correctly, as you want them. Mm -hmm. okay. I think that's too good to put below competitive. Yeah, we can always revisit if we feel like the levels end up changing as well. Now, Reinar, for Pro Tour level. This has had pretty good results. In testing, it's one. been fine. It's such a solid deck. It's such a it's solid like kind deck. of gem luck. Yeah. Like it's if, you, if you're going to do well at the pro tour it's kind of gem luck because if you roll like the guardians and the snow matchups you're good you're gonna like top um 
Like this isn't hitting his power level, I don't think. Like he's a very solid deck. He's like an A minus B plus tier deck, I think. But in terms of like bringing it to the Pro Tour, I think you're you're like somewhere between gem lucking and spiking. I could see it here. It's just like it's hard to make an argument to play Reinar when you yep. have these two <clears throat> up here, right? Like That's why I put him in gem luck. You're bringing him if you're like you think it's a guardian meta or a slow meta, and you think he's got the better matchup spread than the other two. Agreed. Anyone disagree with this? I think this I'd be fine He's putting great. him a little bit higher, but I think this is fine. Yeah. Azuri? How do we feel about Azuri going on right now? I have no idea. I don't know what reason you would bring her to this meta. Yeah. Like that, I'm at the don't play because I'm like, what is, what is she looking for in the meta? It's not even like for Gemluck, it'd be like, oh, I'm like looking for these certain matchups. I don't even know what those are right now that's like reasonable to look for. It just feels like one She's matchup. Just pretty mid you have, everything. You have one matchup. It's mm. it's Azalea. That's that's like all you get. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's a don't play. It's gonna be a higher don't play than this, but it's still don't play. Don't play yep. Missouri. Connor, it's your time. Oh, a time dash dash o'clock. Huh. Let's put her in can spike. It's I it's weird. <laughs> it's like she has all fifty fifties. And if you win all your 50-50s, then you spike. And I don't know yeah. if that's what can spike means, but she kind of does. I mean, she does have some 100 slight zeros, too. She's really good into Arachne and Bravo and any kind of slow defensive deck. But I think I like Dash and can spike. I think that's respectful. Yeah. I think this is this is like the perfect tier for her. Like, I agree. She's just flipping coins against a bunch of matchups, and then you're hoping that they land in your direction. And then she has other matchups that she's like really good into. But, you, you know. It's hard to get there all the time if you're just if you're it's hard to get there at a competitive level like a pro tour with really good players who have really good game plans when you're only 50 50 to the match right like it's just hard that's kind of where i put bravo too if we're doing a real ranking mm -hmm. i think his issue is also that there's like a ton of dvx going on in this format yeah speaking of kind of okay into everything Immediate. There's no question where this, no. this stupid oh, hero goes. No. Oh, don't do this. This, this is a That's hard. Tough. This is definitely a gym luck hero. No, if there was ever a gym luck hero. This is the gym luck hero. You play Dromai. You play Kano. You play, uh, you know, Dash. You like. You just auto lose. You just auto lose I, all those matchups. I can't believe you do your waifu dirty like that. It's I love a weird it. one though. It's not like. You have to hit your good matchups to win, right? You just have to dodge the bad ones. Yeah, and you're good. Like she's competitive. She's like 100% competitive, but sure, she's got auto losses. So she has a lot of auto losses. I hear and what then, you're saying. And then she has close matchups. Like you also don't want to see fives. Like you can win that matchup, but it's close. You have like yeah. a, like you have a lot of matchups that are close. No, so no, no, like, no I, I buy it. I think she's at the top though. I think if you get the good jump luck, you just yeah, you've done it. You're gonna win every game. The KO she's matchup has me really. Has me feeling like she can be a can spike. The fact that she has a good KO matchup, you play against four KOs in like a seven or eight round tournament, you are you're balling. You're in I'm willing to revisit it, but this, in my opinion, is quintessential needs gym luck to win a tournament. Yeah, I think other... Cody's saying like he, he doesn't feel comfortable recommending this hero unless you're understanding that like you need gem luck, right? Yes. Which I agree with. Because your other matchups are so close that you could lose mm -hmm. one of those matchups that you have like an edge in. And then you have all these other matchups just that you just auto lose. Like you can't play the matchup at all. Like you, you just can't play those matchups. You just get up and go to lunch. You get auto losses. 
but not auto wins. You Correct. get some I'm aheads, but not not as polarizing in the other direction for you. Correct. And like I still put out competitive with like an asterisk. Yeah, but so it's good into like Levia. It's not yep. it's 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 decent into Azalea. It's good it's into fine. KO. So it should be fine. But then there's yeah, it should the, be competitive, but it then... should be. But then there's ones we haven't mentioned yet that are just like Yeah, you well, can't, it's a not win. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Like this one. Oh here we go. Top of S tier. Don't look back. Okay, no. What are you talking Where's about? The... Just add Oasis to, and more blues to your deck. That's what everyone keeps saying. It's just, I actually it's, wouldn't you're be just too greedy. Against you're just too greedy. <laughs> but Wait, I, hold on. If Kasai is gem luck, surely Kano is too, no? No. What does it not want to run into? I think it's Ken Spike. It like That's it, fair. Not not like the top decks. I, it, it could be it beats this matchup. It could definitely beat this matchup. It's hard. I think the brutes are this tough. This matchup is really tough. I think both are tough. Kano kind of reminds me of like there was a couple decks in Magic. Couple I think it's, it's bad against the Ken Spikes too, though, right? Sorry, Connor. No, you're good. There's there's a couple decks where like no one played them because they were too hard, but anyone who played them then they would win, and everyone's like, "This is the best deck." And then like the next like two weeks, it would show up a little bit more, but then everyone was like, "This deck's too hard. I'm not good enough to play this deck." And then it would just slowly trickle back down, and then it would win another event like three months later. And I, I think that that's almost part of it, too, is like, as Kano, more people are like, it's time, then people are ready to ready to fight against Kano, and then kind of spirals back and forth like that. But, I don't know, he's so powerful. He's not, like, one of the most I powerful things in the like, game. I think it's Gem Luck or Ken Spike. Like, he, he's just definitely not pretty Gem bad Luck. against everything that's Ken Spiking up. The issue I think is, it's like besides his area. Spike. The, I, I, can, I put it I at can, top of Ken Spike. I can see this argument. The reason it's yeah. not Gem Luck is because even it's bad matchups, it is not out of the game. It is not a sure. 10%. It is not a 20%. No, it's like a 40% now. Like, it's like the, the percentage is, is lower, maybe 30 at the worst, right? But like, it's not Kasai into Dromai. It's not, you know, like, it's not that matchup, right? You just lose. Yeah. No, okay. You can just randomly like all of his worst matchups. You just have no business above winning. him, right? Yes. All his worst matchups, well, except And next one, to him. Are like in this okay. tier, yes. Yeah. But all of these worst matchups are like, oh, I'm 40%. Like, yeah. oh, no. Like, that's that's a great spot to be in. No, I agree. Kano can, can spike. Absolutely. No, it's gem luck. <laughs> no, don't even. It's no. Do not play Max. gem luck. Max is gem luck. Do not play Max. You beat up the silly warriors who are just like swinging it's their Pro sabers. Tour. It is Pro Tour. Are you telling oh. it you would say bring someone to Max? If this was RTN, fine. I thought about it for a couple hours. Yeah. And then one person <laughs> played an Arc Smash and I put it I'm not. I'm not making a tier list to help everyone's feelings <clears throat> and being like, yeah, play it if you like okay. it. Like, this is Pro Tour. Do not bring Max. Like, just don't do it. Like, people yeah, will, agreed. but I would never tell someone to bring Max. I know some Brainiac from like Singapore or something like that is going to top eight the Pro Tour with Max. And we're going to be like, what a genius. He saw it the whole time. <laughs> he was so smart. To be fair, if you really did want to bring Max, like in, a, like in a very honest way, you can bring it to like a Pro Tour type style event because it's only eight rounds of, of CC. So there's like a chance that you can just get away with that and then move on with your life if you're really good at draft. So like you can bring it, but you, the odds of that always being like a good choice are very low. Um, yeah, I think you, only Victor was like, as popular at the competitive level as he is at like RTNs and that kind of thing. Yeah, agreed. 
Bolton. I'll play him. I have no idea how to feel about this after this. I have no idea how to feel about this. We got to put him in Kinspike then. I got to put him in Kinspike, right? Yeah. Like, probably here. He's he's doing some competitive or ice level power things. But. But, I, I mean, don't know. These matchups. I don't know his matchups spread well enough to, to be fair here. He can certainly spike. Like, it's, it's been proven. I'm not. Like, he doesn't have, like, glaring matchup issues, right? So he's not gem lock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of... Uh, so just taking a step back, looking at the tier list. Yeah. If someone told me they were bringing one of these decks to Pro Tour, I would be completely fine with that. I'd be like, as long as they understand where they're at. Yep. Right? Agreed. All, all, of, these, all of these decks from gem lock up, I'd be like, okay, I understand why you're bringing it. Here's the bad part. If you're, if you're okay with that, then absolutely bring it. If someone told me they're bringing Azuri, Arachne, or Max... Or Bravo, uh, <laughs> just Max and and Azalea and Azuri. I would be like, why, why are you bringing these decks? Or uh, Rackney, not Azalea. And to go along with that, we have another yeah. don't play deck. Oh, Viserai? No, Viserai. he looks like Darth Vader, dude. He's so cool. You can't do I him. No, but he sucks. He's not that bad, but he's not Pro Tour level good. No. If Dromai yeah. was the number one deck. He still wouldn't even be recommended to be up there because that matchup still is not that great for him anymore. Yeah, losing Rosetta was a massive blow to that matchup. Yes, it was. Yep. Now, yeah, if you're if you're if you're pining for Viscerai, just to play Vincent or Azalea, whatever half of that the Viscerai you like, those two heroes have either half, but, but maybe not. Or just play Bolton. Like honestly, yeah, Bolton plays a lot like what Viscerai used to, where you're just like. Let me get my value of my weapon. Let me play some uh, decent attacks. Some There's some hit triggers mixed in here. I got my fridge of armor. It's just like, I have this decent mid-range game plan. I have these spike damage turns that go crazy. Like, I think Bolton kind of filled that void. Yep. Now Prism. This one I've been thinking about, and I don't know where to put Prism. It's one of these two. I think it's definitely. Power level... Sometimes she does the most bananas shit in the game where it's like, I can't believe a deck is legally allowed to do these things. And then other times you draw a hand that's so heinous, it's like, this hand blocks zero and has no attacks. I guess I die. So it's it's a very high variance deck sometimes. Um, I don't... Okay, so I don't think it's a gem thing. I think... The gem thing is, is literally you dodging brutes that roll scab skins, and that's about it. Yep. I, I think all the rest of the matchups are salvageable. Like if you if you want to salvage them, it's just there's variance in some of those matchups. Like anything that you can herald smash, you're good into. Anything you can't herald smash, are you able to to do your combo shenanigans in a reasonable amount of time? And then that's variance in your deck, and has nothing to do with gem. And then it's just brutes with scabs is the only gem thing. I agree with that. I think there's, I think people need, should sit down and learn how to play against Prism and stop giving them free wins by like not, not knowing how to interact with the game with them. And I would be curious to see what happens when the general public is better at playing against Prism. You mean you like you last night against the Genesis? Yeah. I don't need to kill this. I had a test. It's fine. You got to find out. I have a 30 point lead. I can leave this alone. That's what it's, it's that's what it's important to do. Can, can mm -hmm. you ignore Genesis at 30 points? The answer to that is no. You cannot limit testing. Limit testing. It's like <laughs> you were testing is the stove still hot? You're like, yes. does it still hurt? 
Let me check. Is, is this still, is it still not allowed? And then I was like, oh, it's still uh, no, no, kill, kill the genocide. <laughs> yeah, it was like left Genesis around Genesis trigger tome, tome. Yeah, tome. Uh, <laughs> I have like seven cards in hand or something silly. Yeah. Uh, Arc light, merciful, flippant angel or something. <laughs> You're like, uh oh. <laughs> if I just kill the mer- uh, the Genesis, the game's like immediately over. Okay, next Stromai. I know where I want this deck. Same. S tier. No, it's just competitive. It's competitive. Not S tier. This this matchup the, the this matchup hard. The, yep. The meta is not warped around Dromai. No. It's not yeah. like, but it, it is in the sense of sometimes people pick decks like Kasai, where it's like, I, I don't know if I want to bring this because this matchup's so heinous. But that's about it. It's not like. Everyone is picking decks specifically for the purpose of beating Dromai. This isn't Worlds, like this last Worlds meta, where, like, Ninja wasn't a reasonable deck to play, except for the fact Dromai was so good. Like, that that put Ninja on the map. Yeah, I think I think Dromai has a hard matchup in Nikeo. Playable, but hard. I think it's Azalea matchup. It's great. Sometimes. Uh, like, it's like great half the time, and the other times it's like a struggle, right? It's just it's a it's kind of a weird matchup. I think I personally think the the Le- the Levia matchup is fine, um, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think it's harder for Levia. I also agree with that. And Very visible, I, but and then if I look at the can spike ones, it's like it's good in the Kano. It's good in the Prism. It's good in the, it's great into Bolton. Uh, Dash is <clears throat> normally fine. Uh, uh, Dory is normally fine. Katsu's a little tough, but more winnable now. So like you've, it's you've in. Got- tough matchups at worst and yeah. then you have i get to tell my opponent they should just go get lunch and, and i get a, a a buy for a bunch of matchups like it it's one of the decks that has the most polarizing matchup spreads in the game right now of just it it's uh what we were talking about before we're like you got some uh matchups that you're like a little ahead some matchups you're a little behind but then unlike kasai it's the other direction where your matchups are auto wins yes not auto losses Yep. So we just flip that Kasai. Agreed. Okay, also, we gotta stop saying taking like go get lunch is a bad thing. I love lunch. You guys cannot <laughs> cause a negative association with it, please. That is my biggest motivation <laughs> to go undefeated at Swiss and lock up the one seed, so I can skip the last round and get some lunch. Nah, lunch is OP. No, I don't eat when I'm at events. So I it's also no, don't no eat motivation at events, for me. So going to get lunch would be I was done playing the game for the day. That's what, mm-hmm, that's what mm-hmm. that means to me. We're hungry, boys. Yep. At the end of the tournament, <laughs> there's nothing better than going the whole day, no food, and then finish the day sushi. and then and then go get, yeah, sushi or, or barbecue or whatever with the boys. That's that's the best. Sushi? Yeah. Sushi? 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 Okay. Uh, Fi. Oh, Model? Your boy. Model? Dan. Dan. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like the way I feel about this. I think it's don't play. I. <laughs> oh, it's close that's to don't play. Funny. It's so very like, close it, to the play. reason to play him in the past was like drum. I obviously, but then also like the slow decks, but now the popular slow deck is like Victor who you're just terrible against. Cause yep. he blocks and gains the value back and then punches you in the face. He's just Bravo with an extra card every turn. Um, I don't know. Like he could be gem luck if you play against like Kasai's and Dromai's, but I, I would put him in don't play for the pro tour, which I, I'd buy, I'd buy a, I'd buy a, a, a gem luck. Like if we see a, a increase in those two decks and a decrease in brutes for some reason, 
No. I mean, yes, but like I can't. I can't. I don't see that rationalize either. a meta where I would bring Fa to this event, which is <clears throat> not the the usual scenario. Usually, I'm coping like maybe it'll be nothing but but guardians and dromies, but yeah, I think he's don't play. It's a little feels tough. bad, especially like just bring Katsu then, like, and Katsu's even better into Fi. It's like <laughs> just yeah, it, it it's sad. It, it's not a bad deck. It's just not good enough, and some of its matchups now are just like really bad for it. It, it, it didn't yeah. use that. I mean, we're seeing that. the results, right? Like we just talked about the yeah. RTN. Like he won one or zero this week. He's never done that before. Vincent, I like this deck. I wish I could bring yeah. this deck. Great deck. Don't play it. Don't play it. Don't. It's still probably up here. Probably like right below five. The deck's good. It's strong. It's just like. Any random guardian can Ooga Booga just block, like, just pitch blues and block your stuff, and then you just lose the game. It's just the saddest, it's just the saddest matchup ever. You yeah, were doing all these tricks, and you just lose yourself. Yeah. I love the How deck. How do we feel though. about putting Arachne above these at the top of the don't play? <laughs> eh, I might that. put Arachne at the top of don't play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I, th I think... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say Bravo should be at the top because he's the 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 deck you should not play the most. Yeah, well actually <laughs> Hey Riptide. I heard Riptide was good, Dan. It beats uh it beats Kasai every time. Is that is that what I heard? <laughs> I think so, man. <laughs> I think this deck is better than people give it credit for. Yeah, I I think the last tier list was like criminally un underrating Riptide. But for the Pro yeah, just don't play him. Yeah, don't play don't play Riptide. Yeah. Not the Pro But he's like a very playable deck. Like he's one of the last Rangers, right? Yeah, their card pool is insane. I think I think he's better than people think who haven't spent any time playing with him or against him. Um, but he's still not good enough. Like if someone told me they would bring it to Pro Tour, I would be like, "Why? Why? You're just you're just not doing anything inherently that powerful. It's like you just have good cards, and they can block like they." You don't play Death Dealer to even get the the draw a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just numbers on cards, and there's better numbers on cards decks. It punishes well, decks he, he does that do don't some want good things. Like he's got Codex going on. Like yeah, I think the main thing with him is you're trying to chip your opponent down to trap range. It's mm -hmm. like it does happen more than you think because you can also play off of like one and two cards pretty easily. But I think he just punishes decks that like aren't happy blocking, so you're like getting a lot of your hit triggers. But a lot of the decks right now block pretty well. Agree. Yep. Next is Teclovasen, who has kind of had the best season he's ever had. I mean, he hasn't been around very long, but he's actually like shown up and done some things. Um, I feel like you, he's the definition of gem luck. He is the definition of gem luck. He has one hundred. He has like matchups that are close to one hundred percent and matchups that are close to zero percent. However, he's no, don't play. I would definitely still say don't play. This is a pro tour. Relax. <laughs> this is pro tour. Like that. every deck is gem lock. Yeah. <laughs> if you just have to win one game. Yeah. This is more reserved for like decks that are good, but if they get the extra gem lock, they just like win the event. And that's yeah. like mm -hmm. how I feel about Kasai. It's like this can this can hundred percent win Pro Tour. But you're risking a lot of, of your gem luck and you're like what you see in top eight in order to like get there, right? Mm -hmm. Um Dash IO. Uh, th this deck just fell off the face of a planet. Connor, what, what are we thinking here? I think she's in the don't play category, unfortunately. Uh, everybody's blocking too well right now. And uh, 
don't know. KO has such huge numbers that you can just like toss in your lap, kind of makes your life hard. So all these brutes generally good is a little bit rough on Dash IO. So I think she's right around the fire range, honestly. Yeah. Uh, a bit like That's super fun though. If you want to have a good time, play some Dash IO. Build Unless some bad you... habits when you go to opt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might you might cause some GRVs <laughs> in your future, but and then if you can just handle the psychic damage of drawing two red boom grenades in one hand, if you can do that, then you'll have a great time. Okay. Betsy, let's put it down here. It's like bad Bravo. Bravo's already down here. Join his brethren. Uh, I mean, I've seen people do well with Betsy. This deck just isn't a thing. Like, it's just, it just has all the power from Guardian, and that's it. That's just keeping it afloat. But next It is a sick budget deck, though. If you got some friends that are trying to learn how to play... You can build a pretty decent, respectable version of it for like 40 bucks or whatever. That can be a good time. Nice. Olympia. That Olympia did go undefeated. Yep. He's just Kasai at home, right? He's just Kasai like, at home. Kind of similar. He's got like different uh, specs that play a little bit differently. I just, I don't think he's, there's he's a like good... gem law. I like a good reason to play him over Kasai. Yeah. He's kind of, he's kind of Reinar. Like... He has some things yeah. that he does better. Reinar's a better deck, I think. But if someone told me they were bringing Olympia... I'd like, I wouldn't convince them not to. I wouldn't convince them not to. I think it's Gemluck. But they would have to really convince me it was better than Kasai. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what are you doing better? That's all. That's yeah. the Gold. It's, it's the same thing as uh, Betsy. More it's, gold. What are you doing better than the other yeah, this, hero this, that's doing your thing? But this deck's just worse. Not even on the same level. Mm -hmm. uh, Victor, I think Victor's a tough one to place. What do you guys think about Victor? Can spike, right? Can, can spike, right? Like if you hit all your clashes, right? Job's done. Yeah, it's definitely not like not not if this good. Is ProQuest, not, I'd say it's competitive. not competitive. No. It's not competitive. It's not good in the Dromai. Its Levia matchup is okay. It's I think Azalea, it's a little bad. Its Azalea matchup is. Well, it depends on how many D-Reacts you bring um, for that. And its KO match is not good. <laughs> like, it's playable, but it's not good. Yep. It's Kano's. definitely down <laughs> definitely down here, right? It can't, it can't do anything to this guy, this little Kano guy over here. Yeah, he, he can spike. Well, Kano, Kano's not a part of the meta anymore, so we don't have to worry about that. Oh, right. right He's right, gone forever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him in, don't play. Two weeks from now, <laughs> unbeatable. So then he just lose to Prism. Like a good prism, right? He just loses that matchup, in my opinion. Gets smashed by Dash. Dash absolutely destroys okay. Victor. Is he a Gemluck deck? He's probably right the, next the, the issue is that, like, the Gemluck you would think is, like, Warrior because they have no attacks in the deck. But I don't think he's good at the Warrior. Does he don't play? What is he good into? What is he good guy? into? <laughs> <laughs> what is he good <laughs> Is his best matchup? Like, he's he's good into like hitting every clash. Mm. Yeah, I mean he's good into Fi. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's good into Katsu. He's, he he's, he's okay. I feel like we're due for one hot take. He's don't play. Get him out of here. Do we swap him with Bravo? Why, why do we? I, I I just don't see any matchups on this list that he's like super excited to play. Maybe Bolton. No. I mean, why is he the most? Wait, why is he the most winning deck? I don't know. What, what did he beat? What is happening? Everybody. He beat everybody. <laughs> he could definitely beat Warriors. 
Like did everyone just hit? They can't. Wait, yeah. wait. He definitely. Can wait, be wait. Warriors. Did they? Did they confuse Victor with Kano? <laughs> all the, I don't know, wa- watch it all the kanos selected victor on purpose they like got together they're like we're all selecting victor for our hero <laughs> everyone lose the trail i he might be it's no, so weird he might be like no it's player. a powerful deck but what do you want what do you want to play into here i i don't i don't want to play him you want to play all these things down here for the most part like a bunch of these yeah. Like, I would definitely play him before anything on Don't Play. Does he just beat up on bad decks and bad players? Like, I, I don't understand. No. I mean, a little bit, because, like, he's... You got the Garden Consistency right in. Some free value. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's a great RTN deck, for sure. Yeah, like, if this was an RTN list, I'd put him competitive. Yeah. It's Pro yeah. Tour. Don't Play. Don't Play. He's the best best deck I would not play. He is the best deck I would not play. And if someone told me they were playing Victor at Pro Tour, I'd go, really? Are you sure you want to do that? Let's go play some games. So, How about you and I go play some games? <laughs> so now yeah. that we know where Victor goes, where are we raiding the guy on the horse? True. Mm. <laughs> S-tier. <laughs> no. The horse is an S tier? Wow. No. Horse is easy S tier. Did we just make a tier list with only one thing in S? Well, I mean, that's okay, how it should be. These are the competitive decks? Yeah. Do we think anything here should be switched around or changed? I think... The gem luck category just needs an asterisk, because it's like, gem luck, you're now the best deck. Yeah. I mean, I could see Kano going up a spot, but... Uh... Yeah, like, I, I think Kano is S-tier power. But... You need some yep. things to go your way. Hmm. I could see Kano in competitive. I think that I, I feel kind of comfy moving him up. I would be resistant of that. I think he can spike. Well, there we go. There's we our tier it. list. Don't play Victor, apparently, is what comes out of this. This is not what I expected. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. At the beginning of it, I was like, oh, let's go. He wins 10 events. <laughs> Don't play a pro <laughs> He's going to be the most represented deck, too. It is Watch weird. It's weird how different it is on the level of event. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, I wouldn't even be surprised if, like, a Victor, like, made top eight. Again, it's only eight rounds of CC. But, like, I'm not oh, yeah. playing. I wouldn't play Victor at mm-hmm. the, the event by any means. I don't know. Like, what is he beating to, to get there? Yeah, that's what I can't figure out it's- either. If people I think, don't watch this, maybe they'll bring the don't play decks, and then he could beat those. Basically, every Ooh. deck, it's funny because like basically every deck but Phi I've played, I have a positive win rate into Victor. It doesn't matter what deck it is; it's just weird. Okay, well, oh no, no, I think he's he's getting to Azalea. There it is. We got there. Mm. Well, if he has enough D reacts, yeah, and it was just the hammer, just the the Miller's. The hammer is pretty good. Yeah, it's true. But Azalea can always just he just dominate every turn. See you later. Mm-hmm. Is Azalea too high? Nah, she's no. pretty good. I think I was originally saying that I put her in Ken Spike, but I'm, or maybe that was Levia. I can't remember. Anymore. I think the order of competitive could move. I don't feel yeah, strongly. I don't feel either way. I feel like I feel like Azalea's bottom of competitive. Yep. It, you can call it biased. I think Dromai's at the top of competitive. I, I, agree I just with that. think that she's. 
I, very consistent, very good I matchup think, spread. Yeah, I just think I think this I'm KO. I think this KO thing makes me put a second. Mm. Yeah, I think Levi is actually like slightly favored, maybe into KO. It's a it's it's closer. Than well, it's not about. Yeah, I, I just I don't think husk. that's the the whole determining factor there, though. It's like you're so good into so many decks. Like it's just like to me, a, a good deck for a major sometimes is. I think it was LSV that said this years ago. He was like, I like looking for decks that I'm going to sit down and during Swiss, I'm going to get some number of free wins. And that's, that's drama. You sit down. That's why I played it's five. Like, like Levia, it's the opposite. You start every event X2. Dromai, you start every event 2-0. You just get like two free I wins over the course of Swiss. I don't buy this logic. Okay. I hear what you're saying, but I don't think Levi actually starts 0-2. And I don't think Dromai actually starts 2-0. You get a Dan lot of free wins with Dromai. <laughs> Tampa no, has this weekend. He's like, "There's no, you don't get free wins with Dromai. What do you mean? There's no, no right. it, it is a, a good point, though. Like, Dromai does Wait, let's have... trigger more flashbacks. Riptide, Riptide, Riptide! <laughs> That's great. Here's okay. Let's, uh, so everyone can rip us apart on Twitter for this tier list. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that. Let's go and look I think at... we nailed it. Yeah. I mean, I feel good. I feel good about this. I, 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 I back this up with... any more than I already am right now. <laughs> <laughs> I back this up with my whole soul. Okay, let's do some podcast questions. This is from members of our premium discord. If you'd like to be able to ask questions on one of our podcasts, feel free to join the discord in the link below. Okay, let's start with Fighting Walloon. It says people often compare the ability to splash in magic uh, with the more restrictive limited experience of fab. Uh, what if LSS made equipment that let you put cards from another class or talent into your deck? Do you think that would help the draft experience? I think those hats sure. would be I... overly drafted, probably, right? Or other I, equipment. I think I'd rather just more cards yeah. that are more splashable. Like, I, I was so excited when I saw the universal mechanic, and then that's it. It was just the one card, and I, I was very sad. I was really hoping we were going to see some more of that. Um, I would also like to see maybe more... Th they they haven't done that again since Uprising, right? The token equipment? No, I, I wish they would do that again. I love that. That was one of my favorite things. I, 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 I like the token equipment. Oh, yeah, great. They're pretty solid. But it'd be interesting. I think that it would kind of make the pack 2 and pack 3 a little bit more awkward because, like... One of the upsides of being one of the lesser drafted heroes is like whatever busted rares for that hero get opened, you get throughout the draft. And now, if people can kind of scoop them up and still play them, I think it opens up a lot of some interesting stuff. It would have to be super context dependent. Like a shapeshifter hero would be cool. I'd be trying to into that for draft, but yeah, I just think like I, regardless, like each hero is going to have their own lane and like their own cards that actually matter and stuff. Like we kind of saw with bright lights, I think like. At first, I was like, "This is great. We can we all share the card pool, and all these picks don't matter." And it's like, "No, you kind of all want separate things." Your first picks, like your first few picks, are like you take boost cards, great, and you get blues. But like, you're still drafting different decks. I don't know. Okay, next question here from Robo. It says, "How do you keep your mental locked in after tough losses or really drawn out games from round to round? I.e., like the game." The round ends right before time is called, and then you have to jump back into another match. How do you keep your uh, mental up? I got this. Uh, the number one thing is routine. Um, just have a routine that you do between rounds. 
Um, ideally, you have enough time to do your whole routine. If you don't, um, like if you actually like use the whole clock and you need time, uh, go to your match, call the judge right away, and go to the bathroom. Um, that's a thing that you're allowed to do. Um, oftentimes, you have to because you actually just run out of time and the round starts right when you need to go. Um, but you can use that to your advantage if, if you need to in that way. Um, go to the bathroom, do like a condensed version of your routine while you're in the stall or whatever, um, and just try and reset. Um, I think it's the biggest thing. Just have a routine that you do at every event between every round. Uh, and that's the best way to refocus. Um, yeah. My, my favorite thing is uh, I listen to music in between rounds sometimes if I need to reset, but I find a very specific genre that's like, girl like songs made for girls having a bad day or whatever <laughs> <laughs> i listen to the hamilton soundtrack oh that's a good one that's a good one yeah there's like a megan the stallion song that's like bad bitches bounce back too or whatever so after every round every, whenever i lose i'm like i'm back we're, we're bouncing back <laughs> yep. we're making yep. some moves <laughs> i'm gonna download that the uh headspace i'm usually in at these events is such where i I, I'm I'm probably abnormal here. I'm usually not here to like win. I'm I'm here to have a good time, play good games, and I, I'm caring more about like feeling like I played to the best of my ability and everything. So I, I don't usually get too hung up over if I lost or not. Uh, if I feel like I did what I could to to win that game, and I feel good about that game. Uh, so that's just gonna be did I misplay. Uh, or, or feel like I just like grossly punted that game. Then, then I might be in my head for a little bit thinking about it, being like, "Man, I'm stupid. Holy moly! Like, how could I have done that?" But usually, I, I, I'm just there to like feel like I, I, I had a good run and I can feel good about the tournament afterwards. So it just doesn't affect me too much usually. I'm the opposite. Yeah, I think man. Oh, I'm I like, think managing. I know you are. I know you are, Cody. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm there to only win, and that's the only thing I care about. Um, and winning the way I want to win. That's my second thing that is really important to me. Um, but if, if I take a loss and I'm not out of the tournament yet, I don't care. Like it, it, that, that really honestly never bothers me. But if when I lose my on the bubble match, like even if it's not in the bubble, say it's like round 12 and there's, you know, 14 rounds, but like I'm live for top eight and I lose round 12, you better believe I'm losing 13 and I'm probably losing 14 after that because I'm just completely going to shut down after I'm out of top eight because I just don't care anymore. Like, I'm here to top eight. I'm here to try and win the event. As soon as, like, I get that loss that knocks me out of that, almost every time I punt the next game or I'm just, like, going through the motions in the next game, that's something I should tighten up and fix because there's still prize money and stuff on the line. I still, like, you know, I still end up cashing in, in some aspect, but, like, if it's a loss before that, I really don't care. It really doesn't bother me. It's that that it's that specific loss. I can never get over it. And then if I lose and no, I, I, get second, you know, I might be a little upset. I will say that it looked like your think, mental was like incredibly better at uh, the, the calling Hartford. Like, yeah. it looked like you, you're you're tightening up some of those things. Yep, I've been working on that uh, a lot, but most mostly of all of these majors, I'll be like, like at Worlds. It's like, it happened at Worlds. Like I lost my like 12th round 12 and then i just like lose 13 right back to back and then i lose 14 right after it because i'm just like i i was almost there i just 12 i lost like i don't care anymore like it's just not the same drive after i can no longer top eight mm -hmm. no that's a big thing for me too i think your your goals are super important like any event where my goal is like i just want to <clears> top i top and then i lose and i play terribly because mm -hmm. like i did the goal like i don't try and just stop playing but like mentally like i check out a little bit um so if your goal is just to like win as much as you can learn as much as you can you'll keep going um, I think the other biggest thing is just experience. Like the more often, the more tournaments you play, 
the more tilting games you play, the less you'll tilt. Just keep playing. Keep yeah. grinding. I think a big thing is managing those kind of like anxious thoughts or like nervous kind of feelings beforehand before you lose like if if you go into a tournament being like i want to prove to all my friends i'm good i want to prove that i'm good enough to hang and i'm like should be a pro player or whatever like for people that are really grinding like this weekend isn't like those end all be all for if you are going to be a pro player like this match isn't the end all be all there's a lot more matches there's a lot more tournaments you're going to play like this one really doesn't matter it's just like one of many you're going to play in don't treat it like it's the end of the world if you get eliminated. Like, yes, it sucks. You're, that was not what you wanted to do or whatever. But it's also just like the stakes aren't that high, but it's really easy to make yourself feel like the stakes are that high and like really then start getting down on yourself and everything. So I think just keep like that, that kind of like it doesn't, it's not the end of the world if you lose. It's awesome if you win. And so it's like, you're, there's nothing, there's nothing really at stake. <laughs> it's good either way, you know? So I think managing those kind of anxious thoughts, like going into a tournament can really be helpful too. Yeah. That's part of the reason I'm usually in that headspace of like, I'm just here to play good games. Cause when I go with the headspace of I'm here to win or I'm here to do well, like I, I have expectations on myself. I play worse. I'm, and, and I get in my own head. So when I, I'm not in that headspace and I'm just here to play good games, I'm so relaxed. I'm just like, whatever. I'm, so I'm just, yeah. I, I'm. If I'm I don't tell myself I'm winning the event, I'm just not. Yeah, winning the event or even topping. No, because then like, I can I, just I enjoy to. this game and like nope. enjoy all the intricacies of the game and nope. be really tuned in on th- th- this right nope. in front of me. This game. Disagree. Everything agree else with being doesn't tuned matter. In, but I'm tuned in because I have to win. There's no other choice. Yeah. You got to figure this out. After it's over, then I have fun. Then I'm like, oh, this was a cool thing I did. But during is this work? Is this work and focus? I, I'm tuned in because this matters. This is important. Like, yeah. I, like I, yeah. I'm like the opposite. Like I have to build it up to be very important because then that that like locks me Same. in. And I like well, that also bites that. you in the ass sometimes because sometimes you get two in your head, Cody, and you're you start thinking about that. If I win this game, I'm on the bubble now. No, no, I haven't and, done that. I, I haven't done I that in a while. Two more. That, that, that was old. Oh, Cody. I, I know you do that. I used to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm. That's old, Cody. So like. Every game I, same mentality, same you have thing. to win. There's no other choice. Yeah. Figure it out. I do the same thing, though. So when I'm thinking about the next game, what what happens here, then I, I, I lose focus on what's in front of me. So that's yeah. partly why I, do, well, I try not to. I think the most important point here is that you need to figure out what works for you. Yep. Not just mm-hmm. do what works for us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and a good wreck on this uh, is Brian Gottlieb and a sports psychologist did a po- 10, 20 episodes of a podcast back in the day. I think it's still on the... Um, arena decklist like soundcloud and stuff but it's like excellent content from a literal sports psychologist who like his job is to help esports teams like prep for big events and so a lot of really interesting stuff if you're really trying to find some more help with your mental side of the game cool can, can we link that in the description of the video asking for a friend yeah i'll find <laughs> it that's basically it's told okay uh next is going to be a millen uh, he's asking, what was your moment when you decided such found out you wanted to give a fab more attention than a normal game you play once in a while with friends? So when did you decide you wanted to take the game more seriously? I know the exact moment. It was, uh, I, so uh, when I first got into the game, uh, for those that don't know, prior to fab, I'm just a casual commander player. Like I just, I play games for fun with friends. Uh, 
and I got into Fab because it was just something new to play, whatever. I'm not going to go into that whole origin story, but uh, did well at the whole RTN season at the very beginning. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird doing well at all these events. And then Vegas happened, and I was like, I'm not going to go to Vegas. That's a waste of money and time. I'm a big fish in a little pond, like whatever. I'm beating up on locals. That's not going to, I'm going to lose to these professional players. And then I saw a bunch of people that I knew from locally do really well at that event, like Joe, top aided. And I was like, Damn, I should have gone to that. <laughs> a bunch of people I knew did really well at that event. And I was like, man, I, I really regret that. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually try. If I can hang with these people and they're they're able to top these events, I'm gonna actually give this a, a honest try. Makes sense. I have two responses. Um the first world championship I went to for Star Wars Destiny um is basically the reason that like immediately after that, I was like, I'm just traveling and playing card games forever. Like that was it. Um, the Flesh and Blood story is definitely PT Lil, um, where I just like partnered up with Shane to work on a Fi deck with like two weeks to spare, and I finished uh, like 19th or something. I was like one one win away, or, or like one round away from topping. Um, and I was immediately like, this I I can do this. Like I just need to win one more event, one more game every event, and I'll be topping everything. And then I took it as seriously as I possibly could, and I formed the Runaways. And now all of my time I ever have is spent playing Flesh and Blood. Time well spent. I am physically incapable of playing anything at a casual level. It doesn't doesn't matter what it is. I've never in my life been able to play anything casually. And every time I get something, I have to play it at whatever its peak is. If it's Monopoly, if it's Risk, if it's random board game, Stratego, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm playing it at what the highest level I can possibly play it at, even if I'm only playing against my friends, which is why I'm a terrible person to play board games with. So, like, <laughs> but that's just how it is. I just can't. I, I, I try playing games. I tried to play. I tried to play mobile games uh, casually, like Eve Online. Like, it's like they made like little Eve on your phone. I played that. And then I ended up being like, eventually I ended up being head of resource production for some, you know, guild in the game in which like I'm in charge of like, a hundred people and doing all of this stuff. And I was like, how did I end up in this position? I didn't want to be here. I just wanted to fly <laughs> ships around and, and like make my little stuff and do some mining. It's like, why am I here? And then I just like freak out and quit and like run away because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it happened again. <laughs> so I am incapable of taking anything at a casual level. It's all right, Cody. I also heard the Pokemon theme song when I was a kid and I was like, I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I, I i started grinding magic tournaments when i was like in the high school being of college and i was like the pro tour is the coolest thing i've ever seen this looks awesome i want to do this and then just grinded that until basically up until a little bit after the pandemic and then i had a friend be like hey i think this seems really good and i was like all right let me check it out and then i was just like oh this is just better i like just like this <laughs> a lot better all right and then i've been on fab ever since I will say the moment I became addicted to card games is very relevant in my brain. I was 10-year-old Cody playing Pokemon, and I went to my local CB Games or something like that. It was like some random game shop that they they hosted like the, the local tournament. And the first time I show up, they're doing the gym leader tournament, where whoever wins is the gym leader of the store. And I show up, and I win the event. The first event I've ever actually walked into and gone to. And I win the event with some psychic deck that I had built and that had Chansey and junk in it because I'm a degenerate, like 10 year old. 
And <laughs> and then I win that event, and I, I realized when I won the thing, and they're like, you're gym leader of the store now. I said, I'm doing this forever. And that was just it. That was just the moment that I was just like, this yep. is what I am. I am a card player. And, like, it's just been that for the rest of my life since I was 10. Like, I don't know. I, I know that 100% is the moment that it, it locked in as a small child. Yep. If I don't win that event, I, I probably have a whole completely different life. Pretty funny. We need a meme now of Cody head on small child body with big gym badge yeah. on. And that was the only gym leader tournament they ever ran. So I was just the gym leader for a year. I was just the gym leader oh, of, so of the store for a year. It was it was great. And they went out of business. And then I got all their stuff. Okay. Uh, next question here. Happy ending, maybe. Happy ending, maybe. Uh, I won that one, and then I couldn't win anything else ever again. Okay, let's go. Uh, Mike at blockout <laughs> party says. Uh, what date do you have planned to lock in your hero for Pro Tour by? I think it was like last Sunday. That was that was soft. That was the soft lock. Date. No, no, that's when I planned to lock oh, okay. it. Four, four weeks before the event always yeah. is when I plan to. Yep. Yeah, Cody, I thought you were I ha- hard I locked. Though. I was hard locked. Who knows? <laughs> Swerve. Swerve. <laughs> I've locked I have like twice. A <laughs> I have a three-day policy. A lock has to stick for three days before I'll respect it. <laughs> My lock stuck for a week, it. and now it might break. It's a long time. It's a long time. No, I think it's it's always good to try to lock in as early as you can, but also stay flexible, stay on your stay on your toes. You never know what's coming down the pipeline with these CC events leading up to the Pro Tour. But mm. I'm hoping it's optimal for me. Yeah, I'm confident in that. I'll be locked. I'll be locked in after this weekend. After this weekend, I will lock in a deck. 100 percent i'm I'm probably already locked i'm just waiting for someone to change my mind yep willing i'm willing to swear if i got time uh cusco says other than pro tour itself what are you looking forward to the most going to la cusco (laughs) what what else is there yeah i don't know a lakers game i think there's nothing besides winning i don't understand he mentioned uh he mentioned uh lightning versus kings game but I do love getting food after the event's over on Sunday. Sushi? That's always a highlight. <laughs> yep. Sushi? Well, whatever it is. Eat all the things. Eat all the sweets. Eat like 10 ice cream cones. Yep. Because before then, I'm being strict. I'm sleeping early. I get ice cream I'm healthy. To, I'm looking forward to winning this whole event so I can go to Japan for the call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. very motivated. <laughs> I don't know. I'm playing. No, I Anywhere I go, I'm just there for the event. I'm not traveling. I'm not sightseeing. I'll go to I we we went to like Lil and everywhere else and I was like all I want to go to are food places and the tournament. I don't care about seeing anything else. No, I I love seeing different cities and countries through the one meal you get per day. Yes. Co- Cody, gelato? 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 <laughs> we love gelato. I might hit up two Lakers games. That's my favorite activity when traveling. <laughs> is if I don't do on the tournament, I'm like, what who's playing? Who's playing today? I'm going I don't watch anything. Wait, is it always basketball? Uh, I've gone to trouble football games, trouble basketball okay. games. Yeah, let me know. I'm a big, big basketball fan. Oh, me too. All right, if Sick. we scrub together, we can go. Yeah, I think Lakers plant Magic play on Friday after the PT. <laughs> Last question: Clads asks, "Are there currently any cards you think deserve a ban or restriction of some sort?" Kano. Probably Kano. Kano. I, I don't want anything to like really happened to Kano because like it's such a Jenga tower like you pull a card out of that deck and it's just gonna go from like this is like maybe a problem to just actually unplayable and I don't want to 
like see that happen to a bunch of people that like spent all this time on that deck. What I really want to see happen to Kano is we get a new wizard set that's going to support Kano. Mm -hmm. And before we get that set, they just gut all the broken Kano cards. They just say, we're done with these broken cards. Get rid of all of them. We're giving you a new identity and a new way to play the deck that's still going to feel like Kano, but isn't, oops, you're dead on turn two. Maybe. Like, just it's just not going to be what you already had, but it will still make you give you that same feel and player identity in some way that Kano had but feel but it, it is better for the game health wise cuz Kano just it is a problem deck it will always be a problem deck if it exists in this way and they can't design around it like how do you print cards for this deck you just you don't you print blue I found my deal answer. ones <laughs> that's all he just gets little blue zero cost deal ones <clears throat> I want scabskin leathers gone I also want Scabskin Letters gone. Is that out of self-love? Like, you want to stop having to play Scabs? Like you no, I just... I. It's, like, worse than the Kano experience, I think. Just like, oh, you rolled a six this time, so I lose? That's cool, I guess. I'm just not, I don't know. I'm not interested in that existing in the game. It's too, it's yeah, too powerful I, I don't think for it's what good it does. For the game at all. Yeah, Both ways. Too it's in like, face with the randomness. I don't like when they roll a one and the game's over, and you're just like, well, that was... Dumb. And I don't like when they yeah. just roll. Give, give them beaten trackers that block for two. That's fine. Yep. Give it guard well. Yeah. It's also like the the kind of thing. Like, how do you print boots to replace that? Like, you just have to directly power creep it to make them stop playing that for a lot of people. Like, block battle worn three boots that make one action point. Like, you, you'd have to just grossly power creep it to get people off of it. I do think Bonebreaker kind of got some people off of it because now you're not like stabs plus gloves all the time. <clears throat> so I, mean, I feel like that's a good way. Like you could attack the arm slot, but then arm but just ends up being really good because now has all these block block two uh, battle warns. But go ahead, Dan. I was gonna say I think Warmongers and Codex can leave whenever they're ready. That's fine. Mm. But scabs scabs is my pick. I agree. They've they've been in the game for too long. Oh, so long as we're talking about no no longer oh, as relevant cards, uh, uh, Crown of Seeds. Like, get rid of that while nothing can use it and no one's wallets are going to be affected by it. Just get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Like, th th that can't come back to the game a a in a healthy capacity either. I want Slag still... on too, then. That feels like a power level thing. I just don't like the how, how Crown breaks the, the core tenets of the game. Yep. That's fair. They could definitely do that. You're converting resources into value, and you're also breaking the pitch system of the game. Of you, you're supposed to be punished for putting reds back into your deck, and it just doesn't do that. Agreed. Well, I think that it's been a long enough podcast for everyone. Thanks for tuning in and staying with us. But I gotta go. I gotta go play. Not play Victor. That's what I'm gonna do. Is not play Victor because you should not play Victor for Pro Tour. That is what we found out today. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Yeah. We're getting rid of the envelope Seven here, but um, envelope we could do here darkness. is go ahead and play the envelope. Uh, all three pitches of envelope and darkness.